Kuanvioma Law PLLC is 100% native owned and operated, founded by Viren Kuanvioma. Their practice areas include corporate law, business transactions, finance, economic development, gaming, casino development, online gaming, real estate, environmental permitting and approvals, telecommunications, government affairs, employment and labor relations, historic preservation and cultural resources, and energy. Kuanvioma Law is committed to making positive and lasting change in our communities as they support nonprofit volunteering. Community activism and employing Indian preference in hiring and vendor relations. Your family's health is important. Access and Kids Care can help you care for the people you care about. See a doctor on or off reservation at IHS Tribal and Urban Indian Clinics or anywhere else. Health coverage through Access and Kids Care is offered at no cost to tribal members, their children, and their grandchildren. To make an appointment with someone who can help you apply for health coverage, visit coveraz.org or call 211. If you already have Access or Kids Care, don't forget to renew. Cover AZ can help with that as well. That's C O V E R A Z dot org or call 211. The Vehongdem Creations is an indigenous woman owned small business specializing in handmade fine arts, primarily custom jewelry and attire. The artist behind The Vehongdem Creations is AJ Nakwaitiwa, and the work she makes explores the relationships between modern culture with a respect for Hopi traditions and values. The pieces she creates results from her hope to make indigenous art visible. Nakwaitiwa aims to promote and sustain the continued practice of those arts for future generations. You can find available work online at www.thevehongdemcreations.com, and you can also follow at thevehongdem underscore on Instagram and Twitter or thevehongdem creations Facebook to stay up to date. Wait, 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 wait. Can I do the intro? I'm going to do the intro. Okay, we'll both do I the intro. I always do the intro. We'll both do the I intro. I always do the intro. Let's both do the Start intro. Start the episode from right now. Okay. Let's fight over who does the intro better. <laughs> we'll do a contest, and then we'll have AJ put it, a poll on the social media. Who, who done the who, intro? Who, who did the intro better? And of course, you're, you win every poll, because like I said to you before, that listeners just feel- They know. They feel they feel bad. For, they know. Who, they feel bad for the lame and the weak. <laughs> and then, so, you know, they- they know who is who's in really in charge of this. And then you know this I, outfit the other here. thing too that I've kind of realized is that I, I this probably town ain't big enough. I probably or the both of us annoy a lot of people with uh, the way that I talk. So that's probably another reason why <laughs> you talk you talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> but well, can we can we start the episode? Good can, oh morning. God. Out there, Hopi world. My name is Carl, and welcome to another exciting episode of Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. I still don't understand how you don't get that. The morning Not times, everybody listens to this in the morning. They should and be listening to this in the Technically, your, your argument was always, oh, well, we come out in the mornings. No, but technically, we actually come out at... 12 or 1 a.m. That's in the morning. Which is night. It's still in the Which morning. It's night time. It's not in the, it's not night time And anymore. so it's, it's not morning. technically in the morning. That's and not so the, that defeats the purpose. The time that I go wake your, up and go pray. Of your introduction. And so uh, we could just step aside. Tawa and, and let, 
<laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Just start saying a prayer. <laughs> God damn. I was trying to think in my head, like, how do the Navajos say their prayer? Because you always hear, like, the Navajos do their prayer. Sure. The, only, the only thing of their prayer, and I... I Sincerely apologize if this is they offensive. Probably start, they probably start Dawa and not changing Navajo women. listeners, but which it probably is, but then it's always uh don't go to sleep, don't go to sleep, don't go to sleep, don't go to sleep. <laughs> don't go to sleep. Navata Kelvi, Navata Kelvi, Navata Kelvi, Navata Kelvi. You are now listening to the Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. I am your host, the five-star, five-diamond chef, J-Man. And with me is the guy that doesn't actually wake up in the morning, afternoon, Carl. Dawa <laughs> etana. And then so we'll, we'll have to ask AJ to get that poll up on the social medias. And then, of course, all the Navajos now are going to vote for you because I just pissed them off by mocking probably their 30 minute prayer that you 30 hear. But, you know, it, it, one of the things is that uh, me and you, because, you know, we, we, we have this uh, special group now of people yeah. that give us money, you know, and they have the special episode on a weekly basis. And so rather than getting 10 episodes a season that they get 20 episodes a season, and we've always kind of been brainstorming to try to come up with other ways that we could kind of give them some exclusive content yeah. you know, for, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. for the hard-earned dollars yeah. that they give to us to help run the podcast. And one of the ideas that we had was that making some of the text exchanges that you and I have with each other <laughs> publicly visible because then, you know, we, we had, because uh, la last week we did, you know, share that Magic Mind was a sponsor yeah. for that podcast. And then, you know, because we have a text group, myself, you, and AJ, who's our social media intern, and you had shared some pictures that you wanted to share of, of the sponsors. And then, you know, cause, cause I think by now that you and I kind of have each other figured out and it's like when we text each other, it, it's never friendly. Like <laughs> it's, it's never like, you know, Oh, what's up, Carl? Okay. Yeah. Let's do this. Okay, cool. That sounds like a good idea. Actually, you know what? Other than that, let's try this and then we'll see if that works. Yeah, you know, we don't. Yeah, talk to we don't. Each other we don't like, like yeah, that. Yeah, we text each other like, "Hey, what's your lips?" Like, "Hey, what's your nose?" Yeah, it's like which uh, which which pocket is your balls in your wife's pocket? <laughs> and then you know because then when we were talking about that, like we just kind of really dove straight into like just really insulting each other, and we insult <laughs> each other, and like because then I thought that you know if if somebody reads this, like they would probably I don't know accuse me of uh, I I don't know what the harassment harass <laughs> like, this guy should go straight to HR. <laughs> this guy just makes fun of special kids, special needs <laughs> people. And it's okay, Carl. Fat, fat shames like no other. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Don't we're, worry, Carl. We'll get J-Man away from you and we'll get you a nicer podcast. <laughs> nicer <host>. family here. <laughs> tell me, where, but, tell but, me on this doll where he touched you. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the idea. That was the idea is that we would make our text exchanges <laughs> available for the for the monthly donors. Yeah, so it's it's it, pretty it's, hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I I tell you that, and I I I usually get him pissed off to the you know to the point where he's I can hear him yelling on the text. <laughs> 
I think that's you the whole thing. You get me mad. And I, I have to like sit there and I have to kind of like do a deep breathe and just like, okay, what, what, what clever can I say in response? I can't let him know that I'm, I'm pissed off because I know that's what his goal is. And so, you know, I have to kind of just take a breath. And then I yeah, have to- my, my intention is just to piss you off to the point. And it works every time. I don't know why you keep doing that. Because see, that's the thing is we figured each other out. Like, you know what touches my nerve. And so you say it to me and then I, and I have to come up with some sort of clever comeback. But that was kind of that was kind of the idea. But I guess specifically the whole reason why I brought this up was that because then, you know, you sent these pictures and your whole idea was that, oh, it's so that our listeners can have a visual. Yeah of what the product is that we're promoting so that they know what it looks like. Yeah. And I knew that that was a genuine idea. Yeah. But me trying to be an asshole <laughs> and trying to piss you off. And then so, because you shared it to with the group and yeah. I, I thought that, you know, I'm not going to say this in the group because I don't want AJ to know how much of a dick I am. <laughs> so I, I, I text you, I text you individually and I said that, you know, Carl, that, it our responsibility is only to share what we have to share on the podcast. Like yeah. We don't have to share yeah. anything on social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was your response is that well, you know, people need to see what it is that what we're, we're talking, we're about. talking yeah. about. Yeah. And then my response to you was that, well, not all of our listeners are at a head start level like you are, Carl, <laughs> and that need puppets to help educate us and teach us about what about the ways of the world. Like they're pretty smart people out there. Like they're going to be able to figure out what it, this product is that we're promoting, and that's what jump started the whole thing. <laughs> and then next thing you know, you're claiming that you're going to see my wife, and then uh, I'm talking about smashing you in the face and. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was, it's so strange because I'm trying to find the text that kind of part, uh, pertain to that. And man, we go on for like ever. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and so, you know, if we ended up like in front of a psychiatrist and they'd probably accuse us of having that Howard and uh, Raj Kuthrapali relationship dynamic. And so <laughs> it's like uh, one, one of them, you said that you're the kid in the corner with the dunce cap. <laughs> And then I said, you only wear a graduation hat because you're not a real Hopi. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, uh, and then I, you said that, I, you said that um, you're still at that stage of the evolutionary ladder. And as I'm, and I said that uh, you're the one who tells the captors where the kids are hiding <laughs> so they can take them to boarding school. <laughs> and, <laughs> You probably be the one that, that uh, in like you know, back in the eighteen hundreds. Boom, yeah, man. Boom, yeah, man. Thank you, brown child. <laughs> I'll be standing out there with my suit on. It's for your own good. It's for your own good. It's how you're gonna get smart. <laughs> I mean the 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 way that we speak to each other, it, yeah, it's it's horrible. I mean, I don't know if it's the same that we do on the podcast, but I, I, well, I think and see, that's the thing is, that I think that it's not as bad on the podcast. No, it's much worse in person. Yeah, it and, is. And so, you know, that's why I tend to block your number sometimes, and so that's why I'm like, when, you, when you try to hit me up, and then it's like I'm not, I'm not talking to that guy. <laughs> But I, I guess that's our bromance. Yeah, so, it is. It is. It's, but we're 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 back with another episode this week, and then you know I think reflecting on the last two weeks, I think that everybody is probably educated out. Like I think that conversation ran 
Yeah, four quite, times. Quite a while. Four times. Yeah, we, yeah. we talked about education four times. Four times. Yeah, like last week's episode was like a doozer because, damn, it was a lot Because we did it within the two weeks for the actual episodes. And then we did it for the two episodes for the paid content. And, yeah. And so, you know, in... in in all, it was probably like close to four hours yeah, of four hours of content just on, of- on education. And so, you know, it'd probably be okay with everybody out there if we didn't talk about education for <laughs> for, for quite a for, while, for quite a bit. Yeah, but, you know, it, it's 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 funny. And, and see, this is this is why I think it's a benefit to if you're not paying for the paid for the paid episodes, yeah, yeah. to be able to pay for it because then you know I feel like that this this first hour. When we do the actual episodes, yeah, like it warms us up. It does it because does. then, then when we get to the actual horror recording for the paid, for the paid episode for the paid version, then you're really swinging hard and you know really hitting our strides and with our ideas and things like mm-hmm. that. Because I was listening to last week's paid episode, I was like, man, this episode's pretty good. I wish I wish some of these ideas I had for the actual main episode because you know I thought they were pretty good. But yeah, um, if you want to hear us with our Mind stretched out and got some warmups in, then you know, pay pay for that. Uh, pay, pay for that, and, and plus too, it's it's really great because it does benefit. It does it has a lot of beneficial parts of it where you get a little bit more for your money, mm-hmm. and you know what we're actually kind of talking about. Mm-hmm. And so you know, this this episode it's kind of a, a smorgasbord episode because then you know we, there there's some interesting ideas that yeah, we had yeah. for topics of conversation for other episodes. And I think that because a lot of them do require guests that, you know, it takes coordination. And so, you know, we, I think we're kind of breaked out. We'd like a break and just, you know, kind of have you and I do this solo. And so I, I thought that, you know, that original first episode that we did for this season, that it was a smorgasbord ex- episode that had a quite a long list of different topics that were all uh, listener submitted topics. And so mm-hmm. listeners did share the, their ideas of what they thought that we should talk about. And that's what these topics that we're going to share today. Yeah. But, you know, initially we we're supposed to share all of these topic ideas in that first episode, but we got kind of hung up on one topic <laughs> that that one topic was you know if if uh, i guess basically if halfers should be allowed to get wimke yeah and then half, so have kids yeah. have kids and so that conversation ended up taking up the whole episode and you know it's really interesting because i fully expected for all kinds of arrows to get shot at us yeah after that episode but it was quite the opposite that we actually got a lot of kudos for, for explaining, for, yeah, for, and I, I don't think that those kudos were for our ideas. I think really the kudos were just the fact that we talked about it. Yeah, because then you know it's a scary thing to talk. It about, is. It's very, very, it's public. very, very scary for anybody to talk about that type of topic because we we all have family that are not really full blooded Hopi. You know, your family, your your extended family probably has you know was married to maybe a Navajo or to some other culture, and my family is the same way too and when we when we talk about those different things like that we kind of you know like walk around we we brush it off and we kind of go around the the longer trail of things and just not just trying to avoid the the topic itself Mm -hmm. and so when we when we're talking about like the half like half Hopi, half something else. We're, we're not necessarily saying that they should not do that. It's just that it's just been like that in time and mm-hmm. memorial that mm-hmm. it's been embedded in us that only full-blooded Hopis should be doing these types of ceremonies. And I, I think really, at least as far as that topic goes all the way back to that first episode. So if you haven't listened to that first episode, that that is a heavy 
portion of that episode is this topic. But really for me, it was just getting the conversation out yeah, there. Yeah. And I feel like that a lot of what I shared were things that people say already. Yeah. But the only difference is that these conversations are had behind closed doors to where it's like you're in your own the protection and the sanctity of your own home mm-hmm. so you know you feel protected you feel mm-hmm. comfortable about saying certain things but you know in this instant that you know we we're very much saying it publicly yeah and that you know people were able to he- hear it and listen to it and you know i i don't and i i'm not asking for people to shoot arrows my way or to you know at least attack me as far as you know some of the things that we say but then you know because nobody ever really approaches me and says i completely disagreed with what you had to say it was a shit um it was a shit take or yeah you know, it was yeah sh- it was a shit idea but then you know because me and you we had this conversation we asked each other you're the one that asked me you said does anybody ever say anything negative about me to you yeah and i said yeah all the time yeah and then that's how you responded to it's like yeah me too and so it's like if anybody has any disagreement with what i have to say they go to you and they Mm -hmm. run to you and they tell you and then when people have something that they disagree with that you say then they in turn run to me and so but then you know i i do wonder sometimes because then you know i i wonder if what we say if it offends people to the point that like they uh unfriend us on social media <laughs> and it, it's funny because in like that like like social media like i have it i'm on there i'm i'm pretty active on there yeah, although yeah. right now i am taking a break from it but i never like i would never know if somebody unfriended me yeah like because i don't pay that much attention to the list it's like you're just looking for the hot pictures of uh, <laughs> scarlett johansson to pop up yeah. or you know like that that's kind of your main concern and so when anybody else that's in your in actual your life like if they unfriend you like you would never know like you just discover it some way somehow and then you kind of like, oh shit, they unfriended me. Oh well. Then you know, you kind of just go about your own way. But some, I, I did have that wonder one time that I wonder if anybody really did unfriend me because of something of that, something that, that, you that, said. that I had to say. Because then I did, I did say this to you one time. It's that you know when we do have these controversial topics, yeah, yeah. and we're forced to really kind of share our opinions, and oftentimes our, our opinions are really one sided on yeah. one side of the coin. Yeah, and you know when I when we have to share our opinions. And then when we conclude recording, I always develop this list in my head of people. <laughs> these are probably the people that I pissed off by saying this. Yeah, because then yeah. it's these people that kind of fall within the, at least the, the opposite side of, of my arguments. And so that, that, that tends to happen. And so my, but, but then I guess, you know, to me, and that's the whole thing about being an adult is that you're able to approach each other yeah. in a respectful way. When you disagree with somebody and what it is that they have to say, but for some reason, us as a society, like we've lost that. Mm -hmm. And so rather than approaching me and saying, hey, I disagree with what you have to say, they go to you. They go behind your back. they tell you that I'm an asshole. Yeah, they go. (laughs) And, uh, you know, my my list, because you were saying about list that you piss off people. My list is very, very short. Is... uh, (laughs) my list is like actually a goal it's like i hope i pissed off j-man on this episode i was like damn i hope so i hope i did i did my job but again yeah we 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 tend to take opinions 
uh, hard headed. You, you know, you know, we this is this has kind of been on my mind very recently. But then, you know, as a society, and I, I'm speaking about our reservation society, yeah, is that oftentimes we take opinions personally. Yeah. And yeah. and they're not always personal. Like no. they're they're not always about us. Like they're just things that we think. Yeah. Or things yeah. how we think things should be. And so for some reason that you know that's something that we've kind of fell into that pattern to where we're just really emotional. It's like everybody's on their periods 24/7. <laughs> and so when you hear something that you completely disagree with, then you get all pissed you off. You get you take it to and heart. And then you think yeah. it's about you. Yeah. And then then you go off and then you go rant behind the person's back and then you say, you know, that guy's a fucking dickhead for saying this. Yep. And then rather than just kind of taking a breath and then thinking, okay, why does that person think the way that they think? Yeah. Why do they have this opinion that is contradictory to my own opinion? Where 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 are they grounded in to where they think that? Because I try to think like that. Like I try to think logically and I try to think about, you know, people's opinions that I disagree with. Yeah. Because then I have to start to think, okay, why do they think that way? Oh, it's because they live in the city. They've never lived on the reservation. That's why they developed that opinion. Yeah. Or it's because they've only lived on the reservation. They never lived anyone anywhere else. That's why they have that opinion because that's how their way of their, thinking their minds. Yeah. Their mind is like that, but rather it's like, Oh, that guy's a fucking asshole for thinking this way and fuck him. And I'm going to go run and talk to his partner about that guy. <laughs> It's so strange because uh, the things that they say about you is not really about the the episodes. Uh-huh. It's just overall how you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that, that's really hurtful, Carl. Thank, thank you for sharing that with me. <laughs> I didn't want to. I, okay, my goal has been accomplished. <laughs> no, I think I think because they think that when we talk about different topics like these things, we're really expressing what our true feelings are. Mm -hmm. But in reality, it's just an opinion of what we think about that topic should be. Yeah. It's not our true feelings. It's just our way of thinking in that moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where a lot of people get lost with it. When they, when they hear about these different opinions is like they, especially when you're on like, um, like village meetings or school board meetings yeah. and people have different opinions for different things. Yeah. It's not because they're, they think that way. It's because of the way that the topic is pre presented. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, oh, the sky is blue. I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, one person, no, the sky is never blue. You know, mm -hmm. the, the sky is different colors. Mm -hmm. Prove it. You know, prove the, yeah, prove, yeah. yeah, wait till dusk and then I'll show you the sky is not blue. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's their opinion there. It, it, it becomes, it's just, it's just a part of it, of the topic itself. It's not just their way of thinking. It's just what they think about that certain topic. Yeah. Or, or how it's presented. It's how it's presented. How it's presented. Because yeah. like, like for me, when I think about like all our relatives, because yeah. like you mentioned that not all of our relatives fall into this area in our minds no. that's quote unquote a real Hopi yeah and so like for me but because they're my relatives like I love them yeah and so you know I don't want to hurt them mm -hmm. and so you know I try to frame my arguments or you know my opinions in a way that it's going to be like the soft marshmallows. And so that way, when they get hit in the head with it, that it's not going to hurt so much. And so in my head, I'm thinking that, oh, I'm trying to present it in a, in a nice, sweet way. Yeah. But then, you know, people like you, you know, you guys are just throwing rocks and you don't care. 
who gets hurt by them <laughs> out here on the Hopi reservation you have to develop a thick skin you have to develop that hard head where you can take those hits pretty brutally you know like every uncle that I have has mocked me and even to this day they still mock me and it I don't care because <laughs> I developed that that thick outer layer where it's like uh, you know that's who they are and I don't really care who they are so and and I believe that's what how Hopi thinks. Yeah, you got a body like Winnie Winnie the Pooh, and so it doesn't matter how hard you punch you, you're not gonna feel it. And so that's why I'm at a disadvantage when we have these war of words because it's like I can punch you as hard as I can, and you're not gonna feel a thing. Because <laughs> I'm a real Hopi, that's why. Because <laughs> you're a teddy bear. That's why. <laughs> it's very full, full of stuffing. It's full. It's hurtful right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess you know on onto our onto our list of uh, topics that listeners did submit. And, and so, you know, some of these that, you know, they're, they're kind of interesting topics. And, you know, I think that some of these ideas that we've talked to a little bit in some extent in previous episodes, but the first one that I'm going to throw out there is this idea of sobriety on the reservation. Mm. Is that a real thing? <laughs> uh, do you hope he's know how to spell sobriety? <laughs> Because I, I think that we did talk about alcoholism. Well, we did, we we throw the idea out there a yeah, lot. Yeah. We, we throw that I, idea of alcoholism out there a lot. It's bec- it's the reason why is because our, our people are drunk all the time, and so you know my um one of my tahas uh, from the kiva that I go to at at my village. He, yeah. he always has this saying. He always has this saying. He says because sometimes like when we're in the kiva and I'm sitting next to him and then, you know, he tells me the same story a hundred times over. And then, you know, one time he'll actually get to telling me something that I didn't know. Yeah. But then, you know, he'll say to me sometimes he'll say, you know, look at every single man that's in here. And he'll say that, you know, alcoholism has touched every single one of us at least some point in their in their life. Yeah. And it's true. It's true. And it's such an it's such a weird thing, because then, you know, I think that as Hopis, as indigenous communities, like one of the biggest, biggest pillars of respect that we preach is, you know, respect for your elders that we're supposed to have this uh, this respect for our wuyungkam. And then when you hear stories about the older generation, when you hear personal stories about the older generation, that you st- you realize that these people that you hold on a pedestal, our our religious leaders, yeah, yeah. our village leaders, our leaders that you know you've just had this such high opinion about for years yeah. as a kid, because then you've seen them like like because like as a kid, right? Like you see some of these old men. They come down to the kiva. They're the ones that know the songs. They're the ones that know how these dance steps are supposed to be. They're the ones that hold the knowledge for our clans, for yeah. our villages, for all of these different societies that we have here on Hopi. And so, as a child, you know, it's like, man, that guy knows a lot of a lot. He knows a lot of songs. Yeah. Or you know, he really carries himself really well. And so, you know, you just develop this high respect for them. And then, you know, as you get older into your teenage years, and then into your twenties and thirties. And then you start hearing stories about the older generation. And then you learn that some of these leaders were freaking drunkards and the most copious of copies. I texted you. Remember, uh, I, I texted you on our on our day off, and I, I believe that I said, I I think I said like I came to the conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> I said I, I I came to the conclusion that past hopies were so nasty. 
Uh, it's not in the books that you read. You know, I'm I'm at a luncheon. You know, my niece had paid back to her dance partner, uh-huh. and these souls are talking about like who they've been with. <laughs> And it was crazy because they were like talking about their past partners, like right in front of their kids and their husbands. And the, you know, one of the husbands is just busy eating, trying not to say, because he's probably going to be picked on too. Like, who was, who were you with? Who, who, all the ladies yeah, that like, were I don't think involved I'm, in his life. Yeah, that I was like, I think life. I'm tired now. No, 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 you know. Already I'm yawning. T- time for bed. Yeah, I was like, all right, time to go to bed now. <laughs> And but you know, see that I guess that I guess that's the thing because then like you know we 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 look at today, we look at this idea of today in a vacuum because then like like last week, I made the comment that there's something wrong with our generation. You maybe that's not true. You know maybe there's something wrong with all of our generations because then if you, when you hear these stories of the old people, yeah, it's like alcoholism was rampant back then, like long yeah. before we yeah. were even born. Uh, adulterism was rampant back then long before mm-hmm. we were even born but for some reason we're the ones that take all the blame for all this shit <laughs> and so all of a sudden it's something's wrong with your generation and it's like oh fuck that <laughs> I heard about you you used to uh, slick your hair back and go uh, go to discos <laughs> I don't know what they did back then but but you know it, it's, it it's afternoon delights it's kind of interesting because then, you know, like, and then, you know, I guess, you know, it's like, bless, bless those ones that, that yeah. got out of it because then, yeah. you know, like a lot of them that do still go down to the Kiva that participate, a lot of them are sober now. And, yeah. You know, a yeah. lot of them kind of let go of the bottle and strained out their lives. And now they're, you know, they're, they're these, uh, they're, they're, they're higher in our society, at least how we perceive we, we them. We hold them to a, a certain degree mm-hmm. now. And, yeah. and, and it's because they were able to break out of that that disease of alcoholism and then so you know i think that unfortunately that there's a lot of our people that still struggle with that idea of sobriety yeah and you know i i think that and we've talked i think we talked about this like way back in in our initial first season but we talked about growing up perez and then you know that was a common practice as kids that we would used to do is that we used to walk around the village to try to find empty t-bird bottles yeah. because then you know we we're going to use that for practice for our bb guns or our bows and arrows or we we're just going to smash them because you know it's fun smashing bottles yeah it's fun and then breaking things and and see that's the thing is that you know hunting for these empty t-bird bottles that there was never they were never in drought like there was always an abundance of them and so you would find them in bushes you would find them in the drinking spots that some of these ho-honaks go to (laughs) you know like they were just always you could find them they weren't hard to find and and so just thinking about this idea of sobriety on the reservation and i i think it's difficult and you know i i've been fortunate to not really have gone through at least extreme alcoholism in my lifetime. I mean, I went to ASU. Yeah. Drank a lot in college. I worked in a kitchen. And so anybody that knows what a life of a cook is, drank a lot during that period mm-hmm. of my life. And then, you know, of course, I've made really dumb decisions. Like, I did things that I would never do sober. And, yeah. I, and I think that's the whole point of, you know, the problems that are caused by drinking is that, you know, a lot of people make mistakes that they would have never have made 
otherwise. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, it gets to the point to where it causes severe problems for some of our people. Like everybody here probably has a relative, whether that's themselves or somebody that has a DUI that has gone to jail because of it, has beat up their partner because Mm -hmm. of it or abused their kids because of it. And then so, you know, it becomes this thing that has caused our people to either die, Mm -hmm. go to prison or accidentally kill somebody else because, you know, they just they get fucked up and they decide that they want to drive and then accidentally hit somebody. It becomes a statistic in the way that we have on the reservation. And, you know, like it is kind of we become that poster child is like, you know, oh, all Indians are drunks. Mm -hmm. And yes, we become that poster child that all Indians are drunk. Yes. Yes, we, we become that. But in reality, it's it's not just about the different problems that we face. It's about the accessibility. It's about the ease part of it. The easiness that it's it's easy for you to access that. And it's easy for you to plant your lips on that bottle there or that can and make sure and make your problems go away. Well, you know, one thing that we've never talked about is the fact that because I made the comment or I shared the example of hunting T-bird bottles. Yeah. And that if they're if the Hopi reservation is a quote unquote dry reservation, <laughs> then how are all of these bottles in abundance? Like how, how do they get here? Like, like what, what if, if you were like, let's say after we're done recording, we yeah. want to go get a drink yeah, and just, you know, kick up our feet and then just BS. Like, what would we have to do? Like, what's the process? Because obviously there's no bars close by. What what what, what then do you do? Go to my neighbors because they're bootleggers <laughs> over there. So <laughs> knock on the door and say, hey, I got a 20. <laughs> How much does uh, a bottle of uh, Bud Light cost? Uh, in, in the bar? No, oh, over uh, here the bootleggers. Oh, I think it's like um, like ten dollars or so. I think so. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like sixty dollars. But for it's a not. It's pack. always in a. It's always in a Gatorade bottle. Though. <laughs> you get the Gatorade, get Gatorade uh, treatment there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I'm not a bootlegger, so that's probably much how I would charge. But it, it, and I guess I guess you know that that's kind of a part of it too is that you know as kids that you you know that you know that alcohol is illegal but then yeah yet, you know you see it all over the place you know somebody that drinks it all the time mm-hmm. and then you know as you get into your high school years because then you know I'm sorry Carl but this is probably going to completely exclude you from the conversation <laughs> talking about high school and the cool kids and you know all the cool parties I was part all, of the cool the things cool that, cre- that cool kid crowd. <laughs> But then, you know, it's like, and I guess that's always, uh, that's always a benefit of a small community is that you always have these people that are way too old to be hanging out with high school kids. Yeah. But yet they're, they're around. Like there's plenty of these older people that are willing to hang out with high school kids because then (laughs) you find one of those guys and it's always a benefit to have a ride. Yep. Because then they can run into town, whether that's Flagstaff or Winslow, you give them your cash. And then like in high school, you know, for some reason, you know, now that I think about it, it's like, fuck, man, we're fucking res that. Because like when you think about high school, like I remember that the drink of choice for some reason was like 40s. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're 40s. And so you give somebody cash. Then they go run into store and then they get a case of 40s. And it was always OE in yeah. Tuba, at least. It was always OE. I mean, I knew that, you know, some people drank Mickey's, but for the most part, it was always OE. And then so you get a couple of those. And then because we're rural, 
Yeah. That the parties are always in the middle of nowhere. And then, you know, this is kind of where I, I tease my wife because then, you know, she went to Hopi High. Yeah. And I went to Tuba. And so I think that the dynamic and then the, um, the cultures were different. Because then I guess, you know, the argument could be made that Tuba, even though it's rural, that it's still somewhat urban because then, you know, a lot of people are living close by within a a vicinity, vicinity. And then out here on Hopi, everybody just lives so far apart. Yeah. And especially if you don't have a vehicle, then there's really no way that you could get to your friends that live in First Mesa if you live in K-Town. And so I think that really changed the dynamic. But in Tuba that, you know, we would really party in the middle of nowhere. And so that all of these parties would be in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the night. Everybody would just have their headlights on. Like it was really like um, dazed and confused. That's why I really like that movie because then, you know, when they have that big party <laughs> it, 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 at, it, it, yeah. at the moon tower, like it just really it kind of reminded, like a, like reminded you. Party. Yeah. Because that's how they, that's how you partied. Like that's how you partied. And then, you know, you would pay for money to for somebody to get a keg just like the movie and then you'd be doing keg stands and then you know that would be your beer and it's just i guess you know and this is probably you know it's probably not just a reservation thing but it's probably uh, all throughout the country type thing where high school kids you want to drink you want to party you want to do these things because for some reason like it, it's it's seen as cool because yeah. then if you're at these parties that you have something to talk about with with your friends the week after. Oh, I was at this party and so and so did this, so and so did that, or I did this, I did that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess really it's kinda like there that sets you up that. on this pathway. Because then, you know, once you leave high school and especially once you hit twenty one, then you're able to get and obtain it all on your own. I, I wonder how many of those kids that had gone drunk in in high school have have successful lives? Well, you're sitting next to one of them right now, so I'm not talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> like some of our classmates, I, I wonder if they do have successful lives uh, based upon like the parties in high school, you know, the get-togethers mm-hmm. and all the the raves and stuff. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many of them have actual successful lives. Well, I count as one, so you don't count at, at all. least one. You're not. You weren't. Le- you we weren't know a at cool least kid. One. You weren't really that cool kid. I was part of the cool crowd. <laughs> Carl was probably part of that cool. Carl crowd. sat with the kids <laughs> underneath the stairs. And- <laughs> we remember that. Remember that movie? Uh, people underneath the stair. People under the stairs. I, I've heard of it. That, that's why I referenced that because that, that's you. <laughs> it's all white. You're all. You're all white. <laughs> But no, no, no. I, I, I kind of wonder that. I wonder how they kind of shaped up to be. Well, you know, speak, speaking of that, and, you know, and I think that's kind of the sad thing is that, you know, speaking of our high school classmates is that knowing that some of them have succumbed to alcoholism in the worst way, basically losing, losing their life to alcohol or, you know, just going on that hard path of being an alcoholic and then, you know, causing whatever problems that that causes for themselves and then in in turn also the problems that it causes for their family and you know I guess you know this topic of sobriety because then you know we talked about it somewhat in that episode with Joe Baca do you remember our our guest from I don't know how many seasons ago but he really talked about you know kind of some of the the big hole that he sank into in trying to get sober and you know just really kind of yes he shared his story so that we were able to see the lens of that through him and you know I I 
guess, you know, this topic in particular, it would probably be a good thing for us to actually have a guest on because then they could share some of the, I guess, some of the solutions for those folks that want help with this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like that, I guess, I guess when you talk about the sobriety part of it, you talk about like the, the thing where it's, where we, where we as, where we as people want to do something better for ourselves, better for the community, better for, better for the, better for your life, basically, or better for overall, better yourself uh, as it. And, but when we talk about sobriety, we're talking about like a commitment to doing away with everything. And sobriety doesn't just necessarily mean alcohol. It means a whole, a, a lot of things where it's lifestyle. like, yeah, a whole different lifestyle. And like what, uh, like, you know, these alcoholics, when they get, uh, you know, what, what is it? What, like reformed or like, uh, what would, what would they say? Like repaired or I don't know. Repaired. <laughs> <laughs> when they become, when they become sober. Where, where's your thumb? We have to take him to the shop to get fixed. <laughs> he needs to get repaired. <laughs> no, when they get, when they get sober, they're, they're, they're counting their days, right? They always have their days. They have those coins. They have the coins. Those cool coins. So they, they don't necessarily say that I've been sober for, you know, I, I'm cured now because they're always going to go back because of the way that their lifestyle was in the past. And it's always that accessibility. So that's why they say that I've been two years clean now, two years sober, two years in this way. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so because it's, it's easy for them to go back. It's easy for them to go back to that lifestyle. And when, when you have that certain lifestyle that you're accustomed to, then it, it just, it's always going to be ingrained into you. No matter how hard you try to change your life for the better, it's always going to be like that. And I know that there are some people that have been reformed or been, you know, saved from, alcohol and they really don't do it anymore. But, but all in all, they still have those types of feelings that it was easy for them to go back. It was easy for them to fall back onto that because that was their, that was their quote unquote safe place. It was their quote unquote way of, way of uh, like basically being a person that they can actually be. So, I mean, I mean, all in all, when you really think about it, yeah, I mean, like alcohol is is not a problem. It was not a problem. Alcohol cannot be a problem. The problem exists in your own way. It exists in your own mind. It's the problems that happen to you and you're just trying to find a solution. My, my favorite all-time quote on alcohol, it comes from one Homer J. Simpson to where he says that alcohol... The solution and the cause to all the problems in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Get off your phone, Carl. You can wait till after the episode. It's my woman texting me. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm sorry, it's your wife that's texting me. <laughs> but then, you know, I, I guess, I, are, are you sober, Carl? Are, are you sober on the reservation? <laughs> Define sober. <laughs> Define sober. Yeah, I'm sober. Are you? We would put put you in a lie detector test, and they would say, it would say you're telling the truth. You're drunk. <laughs> you're drunk with power. 
and, 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 I don't know, man. It, it's yeah. I, I think that this is probably one that we would have to have like a special guest because, in like as far as you know, like trying to help somebody, trying to break this cycle of of uh, alcoholism. Like, I really don't know what the solution would be because then you know, obviously, it's like real real basic answer is well, just stop drinking. Yeah, you just stop drinking, and then you know, you won't have these problems. But then you know, it, it's. I've learned that, you know, it's not that easy. I think I I don't know like what type of strategies, I guess there are out there to help our relatives that have these problems. I think we should, I think we should bring someone who has, who has been sober quite a while versus somebody who has not been sober for quite a while on this podcast. Mm -hmm. That would make for a great episode Yeah, because I don't think that alcohol is the problem. It's the problems that lie within yourself, that unresolved part of it. That's why, that's what I'm saying. It's so easy accessible that we can go to that because it's a safe place. Alcohol is a safe place. why, Why do you think people drink? Because of the problems. I'm thinking they're like, you know, they have unresolved issues. Stressed out. Stressed out, unresolved issues. You Trying know, they're, to bury their pain. Yeah, maybe pain their father, their mother had alcohol yeah. problems, you uh-huh. know, in the past. And they're just trying to, they're, they're thinking that, oh, they they lived in this way, so it must be okay for me, you know, in yeah. some cir- circumstances. It's, that, it's normalized. Yeah, in, it's normalized like that. The same way with like domestic violence. Has, has, has Gua ever taken you for a beer? No. No, he's... He, <laughs> I had to take him for a beer. So. <laughs> no, he's never he's never done that. No, and and I guess you know that's kind of where where it's different because in I guess when we first started this conversation about drinking, yeah, or sobriety on the res. Yeah. I think we've been talking about more so about being drunk on the res than yeah. sobriety on the res. But when we first started this topic, I talked about you know all the old people yeah. that used to be alcoholics and now that they've you know kind of they're repaired, repaired that yeah. they they finally got out of the shop. Yeah. That, you know, it, it creates this weird atmosphere within the family to where it's like, you know, the younger generation within a family drinks. Yeah. But then you can't let Gua know that you drink. You can't let mom and dad know that you drink because then they're going to lecture you and tell you why you shouldn't be doing it. And then so, you know, you, you just don't want you don't want that hassle. No. And so no. you keep it a secret. And then so as So and Kwa'a and mom and dad and all the brothers, their brothers and sisters, they're hanging out, preaching this, uh, what do they call it when you don't drink or do drugs? The uh, they, they put you on a pedestal? <laughs> the, I, there, there, there's some sort their of favorite, term. Favoritism. There's some, there's some sort of term for that, for that lifestyle. But, you know, basically preaching a clean life. Yeah. And then yet, you know, all the cousins and, you know, all the, the, the younger generation, you know, oh, we're going to go for a long walk. And so they're going for a long walk so they can go get blazed. Yeah. And then if you're, there's family things going on in the big city, then you're trying to plan with your cousins of hitting up bars so you can get drunk and wasted. And then so you like our families tend to be like this. Mm-hmm. And so like it's a shock. And, you know, me, me and my wife, we kind of like gasp at it all the time. Yeah. It's like, yeah. When an actual parent takes their child out to go get a drink. Yeah. And, you know, we always ask each other, you know, are we ever going to take our kids out to go get a drink when they turn 21? Because in like just that idea, it's kind of like foreign to us. But then when you look at the white society, because alcohol has been so normalized that it's it's there's nothing wrong with taking your child out to go get their first beer. Yeah. When they when they turn 21. And so, you know, it's just like it, it. I guess that's how it's different for us. It's like, uh, you know, all these uh, grade school kids, they've been drinking since they were like two years old. So 
He's like, no, mom, I already know what, what beer tastes like. You know, it, I, I believe that. I believe that Hopis are very, very different in the way that we proceed or pro, pro uh, what was it called? Um, perceive like sobriety and we perceive like alcoholism or we perceive the, the way that we do things with alcohol. Because because this, this, this is the thing I think that's kind of funny and this is really specific to our community. I really think it has to do with that dynamic that I just mentioned. That we we just, as Hopis, we see alcohol as Kohopi. Yeah. Like there's yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no yeah, yeah. if, ends, or buts about it. Like it's wrong to drink. You can't yeah. drink. It's Kohopi yeah. if you drink. And like when we think about like some of our people that are in high positions, like we think about like the chairman or the vice chairman or anybody that's on the tribal council or you think about our school leaders. Yeah. You yeah. think about any type of any type of leadership on the reservation, even our Mongwis within within our villages, that when you go out to the casino or when you go to Flagstaff or when you go to Phoenix and you're out and about and then you see any of these people at the bar, it's just like this big <laughs> gasp and it's like, so-and-so is at the bar and it's like, so the fuck what? You know, like they're, they're probably stressed out. They probably just want a beer. They probably just want to kick back. But because of how we've developed this idea of what alcohol is within our community, that that in turn is how we respond to things. And so like if you're a person out here living on the reservation, you hold one of these high positions, like like you got your beer and your big old coffee thermos because yeah. God forbid that you know anybody knows that you drink, but because you do it casually, or maybe you do it you know as it's it's tied to within your lifestyle. It's where you're doing it often that you just got to have that drink sometimes, and then you know you're like trying trying real hard to to mask it from the world that you're having a beer. <laughs> I mean, I I believe that you know beer is okay. Beer is is okay. Alcohol is okay in some degree is in, to in moderation in moderation Isn't that what they say yeah in just in moderation just like with everything else you know uh like eating bacon in moderation mm -hmm. you know you don't want to clog your heart heart yeah. arteries or anything you know just with any type of any type of thing like that you, you just take it with uh like in moderation and i think that when we don't do that when we when we think that i'm just gonna get blazed i'm just gonna get drunk like just dead drunk mm -hmm. Then you be develop that problem. Then mm -hmm. you develop a, a drinking problem, and then you have all these unresolved issues that that are coming out. Like you know, oh yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't get, uh, I don't know, I didn't get that that baseball card that I always wanted, or I don't know what they. My dad never hugged me. No. Yeah, you know, all these different things that that come up with alcoholism. Carl was always Sola's favorite. Can never get her attention, <laughs> and. uh I because I, I never drink so <laughs> but Carl hogged all of souls and nobody else could get love from her <laughs> exactly stay away from soul <laughs> but I I guess too is that when we do think about like just alcoholism a problem on the reservation we're not talking just about alcoholism on the reservation you have to dig deeper into that you have to see why alcoholism is a problem on there it's just not just a problem just like with uh, uh well, like mosquitoes right mosquitoes are a problem mosquitoes carry mosqu disease yeah, mos mosquitoes carry disease and they have really no makes your skin release yeah really no intention of being here on earth basically mm -hmm. they're 
their main thing is like that. That's a problem there. What's the what's the what's the real problem? Like you know, you have pools of water that are sitting outside, and they hatch eggs in there. That's the problem. What's the solution? Get rid of the water. Mm-hmm. That's the solution. No more no more mosquitoes. If we treat so, some, so you're 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 basically proposing your school solution in that you know eliminate all the students and we'll have no educational exactly. problems. Exactly. Eliminate all the people and we won't have alcoholism <laughs> on our reservation. Exactly. Exactly. If we eliminate everybody on the reservation, then we have no more problems. <laughs> and you know, I I don't know. It, it's 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 something that we've never really talked about, at least to this level, yeah. or at least to this length, talking about alcoholism or even just this idea of sobriety on the reservation. Because then you know you would think that because we do we do have that perspective that yeah. alcohol is kahopi. Yeah. That you know they're they're at least when you think about like our culture, about our traditional culture, when you think about our ceremonies, things like that. There's no place for alcohol in it. Like there, there's mm. no, there's no semblance of it in it. There's no place for it. And I think that it's just the fact that when you get drunk and when you start causing problems, like it's really that's the issue. Yeah. Because like yeah. you said, like if you had one beer, right? Like if you drink one beer, like what's the worst that's going to do? It's going to make you sleepy and you're going to pass out. Yeah. And then when you're asleep, like who are you hurting? But then when you have five, six beers, and then you get drunk. And then all of your inner anger starts coming out. And then I'm ready to fight you, Carl, because then, you know, you never let me have soul's love. Yeah. And then that's when it becomes a problem. That becomes a problem. Because then all of that anger is being directed outward. And for some reason, you know, I think a lot of our drunks are we're, we're like that. Like we just have all of this anger that just comes out mm-hmm. when the alcohol starts to do its thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're getting mad at each other for things that happened years ago. And it's like, fuck, you know, why are you so mad about that? And and so that's what I'm saying. It's like unresolved issues, unresolved conflicts that we had in the past. So, so if if everybody here on the reservation were to seek psychiatric help. Yeah. And we got rid of all of our emotional trauma. We got rid of all, We le- at least we learned how to deal with our emotional trauma. Yeah, yeah. We learned how to process our emotions and everything. Then in turn, if we still were drinkers, then do you think it would be a happier party? Mm, damn, you know, therapy is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> therapy costs a lot of money, so I don't think Hopis are going to ever go for that, but... <laughs> But I guess I guess what you're trying to say is that yeah I I I believe that when we accept that alcohol is not the problem when we accept that, that we're, we're the problem that we're the problem when we accept that we're the problem and we're just trying to mask it with with alcohol with this type of uh, substance here then we can accept that okay it, we can go on and say that yeah alcohol is is okay for us to drink in moderation mm-hmm. it's okay for society to have that just like with the what was it the Aztecs or the Mayans they have this uh, the beer that they've always for um, fermented by chewing like seeds and then spitting Th- in thousands Thousand Thousands, year old recipe, yeah, thousand year old recipe, and probably pre uh, pre colonization. Yeah, and they what they do is that they drink this for a ritual, and it gets them it gets them pretty buzzed. You know, it gets yeah. them feeling good, and they gets them to talk to the gods. And well, that's why I drink, so I can have visions <laughs> to, and to talk to gods, f- figure out all the solutions, <laughs> to all the problems in my life, and 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 uh, you know, if if Hopi society accepts that that way of lifestyle, saying that. Oh, okay. Well, you know, there are people that 
drink in moderation do I, I don't know if it's going to solve anything because like what you said before that there's nothing in our history that we had some sort of alcoholism or some sort of substance that would make us in this position yeah, yeah. and I guess you know it, it really is how and I maybe that's the thing maybe the thing is is that we're just a society that just doesn't know how to keep it cool when it comes to drinking <laughs> yeah because then you know because like for our people to just have to have developed this real yeah basically hatred for the product because yeah, then it's yeah. like the reason why you hate it is because the reason the reasons that people what they've done their actions that caused you to hate it that you know you're you're you married a drunkard and they were drunk all the time and yeah that's why you yeah, hate yeah, it. yeah or because you know maybe somebody died as a result of it and that's why you hate it or because you know and i i i've t i've tend to learn that usually it's because that the the husband's the drunkard and <laughs> That's that's why the the ladies out here. That's why they hate it. But then you know it's because how we've handled it in that way. That that's why it's developed this this real negative yeah. connotation about it. And you know maybe if Arquas were cool drinkers back then, like you know you just go and they crack their bottle of sherry and you know just have a sip, a cup or two, of their and, then, and then they pass out. Then it wouldn't be such a problem because then then it would be like okay you know we, we know how to handle it we know how to carry ourselves it's okay it's okay to have one beer it's okay to even have two beers but then you know there's a limit at some point and so as long as you don't surpass that limit then you're all right and you know because then like I feel like that I have enough friends that are mature enough yeah that know better. That, you know, I can have a drink with some of these people and they know when to cut it off. It's like, okay, you know, after two, it's, we'll call it after that because got things to do the, or this, uh, I drove here and, you know, can't, the, can't be driving home drunk. This, this music is, is like the lounge music. You go and you go and drink pretty much. That's the that's the drinking music. That's the lounge drinking music. I think you're drunk. <laughs> I think you're drunk. Yeah, I have a Gatorade bottle. <laughs> <laughs> but but then and I, I God damn it, you threw me off my freaking point. <laughs> but see, that's the thing. It's that like because I have these friends. Yeah. I have acquaintances yeah. that you know you could just have one beer, you could just have two beers, and then you can call it. Yeah. And then it's all good. Everybody gets home safe. There's no problems. There's no fighting. There's no reaching into your inner soul and complaining about whatever happened to you back when you were five years old. <laughs> that like if I were to be out and about in the real world. Yeah. And if I ever saw somebody that held like a prominent position out here on the reservation and I saw that they had a beer in their hand. Like, as long as they're carrying themselves in a respectable way, as long as they're keeping it cool, like, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't say anything. Like, I wouldn't, like, gasp. The, you know, so-and-so is having a drink and, you know, they're the school board president or they're, you know, whatever it is. I was going to say, if I ever saw the chairman out there having a drink, I wouldn't <laughs> fucking say anything. Well, you know, he used to, he used to be uh, an alcoholic. You were drinking buddies back in the den. <laughs> Yeah, we took the company car. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I guess I guess this could be a real good episode, you know. Once, we, on, once we bring somebody yeah. on that actually knows something about yeah, the because solution I, side. I, I, I know all about the problem side. I know all about how going down that road. I, I'm not a drinker. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I, I'm i basically a homebody. You know, I... <laughs> I, I don't. I don't have friends that I go to. I mean, like I. I have. Uh, I have basically just have two friends that I go to, and which one of them is not you? One is your index finger, <laughs> and then your other friends the flip off finger. <laughs> There's a meme of you, and you have your friends over. You. It's that SpongeBob meme where he just, <laughs> just puts eyes and smiley faces <laughs> on his fingers, and the gang's all here. <laughs> But I guess we could, we could, uh, yeah, we could, we could break this down into a, a good episode. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think so. Yeah, you I know, think there's and, and see, I, I guess you know, kind of the real reason why we don't really talk about this in depth. And you can make the argument that we didn't even really talk about it in depth in this episode, but it's just it just has a lot of heartbreak. There's like a lot of heartbreak, between yeah, it because then, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like people have lost their lives, people have ruined their lives, people have just you know done a lot of bad things like people end up in prison because of it because of drinking and so you know it's like who who wants to sit and listen to that and feel depressed and feel hurt and so you know it's kind of an interesting thing yeah but i think definitely the most helpful thing about this topic is like what the help what the help is what the solution is because then you know like that like i i do i do believe that alcoholism is a disease like like you hear people like it is bash on that notion and no it's like i think it is a disease because i don't think that people that who legitimately want to quit like they're, they're that's the reason why it's called an addiction it's because they're fucking addicted to it like they have to have it like their body literally starts to fall apart if they don't have it within their system because they've had it within their system for so long and so i guess really you know what what are the solutions to that and so you know i really am grateful for anybody that's ever gotten themselves out of this hole especially like those old people that we talked about those that we hold in such high regard because then if they weren't able to get themselves sober then we wouldn't have those teachings that they gave us yep. even you know at the smallest level of whatever that is and so you know like because you know our our loved ones that have been touched by this and so um this was really supposed to be a smorgasbord episode but it turned into a drinking episode turned into so. your problems <laughs> <laughs> trying to get therapy for yeah. myself <laughs> yeah exactly i mean like uh, yeah hopefully this will turn into some sort of a, a longer episode just of that and we can have some guests that that can can share their life story, their, their way and their, you know, their addiction and whatnot. And so, uh, if you got this far, I congratulate you because yeah, uh, I fell asleep a couple times listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> Only when my parts came up, yeah. <laughs> But if you guys want to listen to our our paid version, it's really great. I gotta admit, it's it's really good. You get more of that in the paid version. Just go to anchor.fm slash CJ Podcast uh, eighty five. Uh, and you can find a link to there and you can subscribe only seven ninety nine for a, a month and you can great get great content. And if you're not following us on our social media accounts, you can find us at Carl and J-Man all across the boards on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to give us a five-star review because your podcast is not five stars unless your Apple Podcast says it's five stars. If you're listening to this on anything other than Spotify, give this a second listen on Spotify. Spotify. <laughs> 
help does that already on Spotify because it really helps us move up the rankings. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Carl and J-Man's Save the World podcast. My name is Carl, and this is my best friend, J-Man. So long, quote plus.